the scripture that I'd like to share with you this morning is again from Luke chapter 8, verses 11 through 15. I'm just going to read the second part. Last week we touched on both of these, uh, both the parable that Jesus tells and then his explanation of the parable. Uh, Today we're just going to touch on this uh, explanation that he gives from Luke chapter 8. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones on the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe only for a while and then in time of testing fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked out by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in a good and honest heart, and bear fruit with patient endurance. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So last week, if you were here, whether you weren't, if you weren't here, that's fine as well. Last week, I asked you to remember the earliest days of the pandemic. Now, I know the pandemic has been a terrible time for everybody, but just think of the earliest days of the pandemic. And the one blessing, or one of maybe several blessings, was the simplicity of that time. We couldn't do all the things that we were used to doing. It was really a simple time. Now I would ask you to remember the difference of pace in life. Think of even those first couple months, right? We couldn't do all the things that we would like to do. Life was so much more simple. And as a consequence, we moved much more slowly. Things were just so much simpler and we had to move at a slower pace. Now, some of us who have very busy lives kind of like that. And I know for others of you, it was not enjoyable at all. In fact, you say, well, this is how I always live. I don't like it at all. Now I can't even do the things I used to do. But a lot of people enjoyed the slower pace, at least at first. And, with, and in the slower pace, some beauty emerged before the frustrations, Right? being more present to one another. Perhaps being more grateful for the things that we've already had because we're slowing down and saying, wow, some people have to worry about being evicted. I don't. I'm very comfortable here. Maybe sent cards to one another. We're calling each other and taking the time for conversation. Again, because things were so much simpler, so you were moving in a lot slower pace. One of the times that I'll never forget is because things were simpler and slower, we had a Zoom small group. And it was amazing. It was a time I'll never forget. Simplicity opened the door for a slower pace. And we discovered new perspectives of God's grace that were there actually the whole time. But now, similarly to uh, the simplicity, simplicity reverting to a complex lifestyle, slowing down has reverted back to a high speed, even faster maybe than before, kind of catching up from what's been, the time that's been lost. Can you relate to this? Just this morning I saw a headline that said, um, 
Travel, demand, travel costs are higher than they've been in a long, long time, but that's not slowing anybody down because everybody's got this like pent-up energy. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do that, myself included. I'm really looking forward to going camping. Everybody's wanting to go and do all the things that they haven't been able to do over the last couple of years or maybe very little. So now all of a sudden we go from moving in a really slow pace where we're paying attention to the smallest details of our life to all of a sudden everything is going. And last week I used the coffee example, right? If you, slow, if you go to, I'm just going to drink one cup of coffee per day, and then all of a sudden you go back to drinking a whole pot of coffee, you're going to be going crazy, right? <laughs> Actually, just this, just this week I heard of a, someone who said that they have been in a recovery program since 1989. Okay, so a long, long time. And they said they've had several relapses during that time, and each relapse gets more intense it gets more, they get into more trouble. They, get in, they do more bad things and the effect is way worse on them than it was maybe the first relapse or whatever. And it's similar with our busyness going from slow, slow, slow all the way to full, full throttle and even faster than maybe we went before because we just can't wait to catch up with everything that we felt we were missing. Now on some level, we need to catch up, Right? That's why I'm taking renewal leave is because I am burnt out. I'm fried. I don't have what it takes to give emotionally and spiritually. And I recognize that in myself. And so I say, I need to slow down and receive God's grace to be filled with, by other people who are just friends and family and to do things that fill my soul so that I can come and be patient and kind, speak truth, have courage, want to connect deeply with each one of you. And the reason I'm willing to share that is because I'm guessing that you feel the same way. That you're all burnt out. That you're all emotionally fried. Spiritually, maybe drained. Maybe feeling overburdened. Living complicated lives. And all this stuff is always bombarding onto us. We, friends, have to make the choice to live in a different way. But first, we need to be filled up. Okay? So, do the vacations. Take a break if you can. If you have a renewal leave type of option for you at your job, if you can do that, do it. Don't just assume that you'll feel different later. After we feel renewed, we should ask ourselves, which pace is better for us? Which one? The fast pace where we always feel like we can't keep up with everything and we would really just long to just be home and enjoy a beautiful evening, maybe with friends and family. Or the, the constant pace of trying to do everything, learn everything, be everywhere, experience everything we possibly can in life. Ask yourself this question, which pace... Which pace is leading us to become more, more mature followers of Jesus Christ? Maturity in Christ, friends. The fruits of the Spirit. This is what Jesus is describing in this parable that we were reading. He's talking about growing fruit, spiritual fruit. Spiritual fruit like patience, peace, kindness, generosity, gentleness, self-control. 
One thing is really clear from this text. Spiritual maturity is not a given. It doesn't just happen in time. We can't just um, show up like we would to a movie and expect to grow grow in maturity just because we're getting older or just because we do a lot of uh, Christian activities. That's one thing that's really clear from this text, that spiritual maturity, a deepening in our uh, walk with Christ, is not a given. Another thing is very clear is that there are many factors that can stunt or deny spiritual growth. We see these in in the text that, uh, that we just read. Lies about who we are, what our purpose is in life. Lies stunt or deny spiritual growth. Distraction stunts and denies spiritual growth. Abundance and comfort and excess denies or stunts spiritual growth. Stress and fear, of course, deny and stunt spiritual growth. Bottom line, busyness and hurry are big-time stunters of spiritual growth. But what's even more clear, and this is perhaps most important for you to hear today, is that Christ also sees us as beautifully and wonderfully made. Christ sees each one of you as, beautiful, as, as beautifully and wonderfully made, each as potential fertile ground. Fertile ground for the fruits of the Spirit, which, when grown to maturity, help us to experience the presence of Christ through all of those different traits, peace, patience, comfort, uh, joy, gentleness, self-control. We experience the presence of Christ as we live into that way of life. And we also share that with others so that they could know that Jesus is real. Listen to this. Jesus says that we have the potential to have good and honest hearts. That's what he says about each one of you, that you can be that kind of receptacle, the fertile ground, good and honest hearts who can bear fruit 100-fold. So 100-fold to us could mean beyond our imagination, way much more than what we limit for ourselves or for other people. But maybe the most important piece for us to see today is this emphasis here. When Jesus says, I'll read it again. The one in the good soil, these are the ones who when they hear the word, which basically is the word proclaimed, but also we know that the word is Jesus himself. So when we receive something from God, when we receive God's grace or hear his word proclaimed, we hold it, hold it fast in a good and honest heart and bear, it, bear fruit with patient endurance. So one, hold it fast. What kind of imagery does that give you? To hold on to it. To protect it. And then to grow fruit with patient endurance. I don't know what you hear, but what I hear is that spiritual growth is active, not passive. Again, spiritual growth is active, not passive. Hold it fast and let... uh, Fruit grow with patient endurance. It means we're moving forward. It means we're deepening in our faith. It reminded me of uh, when I used to ride the Greyhound bus to go out to Madison, Wisconsin. It was only a five-hour drive from where I lived, uh, doorstep to doorstep. But it took 
12 hours when I would take the Greyhound bus. My parents would have to drop me off uh, at the bus stop, and I would wait around, and then, you know, all the stops along the way. And I remember saying to a friend, um, well, yeah, it's a long time, but at least I'm growing impatient. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. In fact, I was, uh, my soul was radically declining in patience during that time. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a smartphone, but I didn't do a lick of homework on the bus. I didn't make any good use of that time. I just sat there and waited. Wait, waiting for something is different from being patient, having patient endurance. Again, maturity in Christ doesn't just happen with age or it doesn't just happen by being involved in church activities. It means we hold it fast. We take God's Word. If you hear something today that you say, wow, that's really good, you you say, God, help me to remember that so I don't just take it as information. I'm not just waiting on the bus, but I'm taking it in and letting it shape who I am, making choices that open us to God's grace to God's truth, to God's presence. Things like prayer. Things like Scripture, obviously. Things like self-giving. Not just service, but where we say, I'm giving of myself. Worship, of course. Uh, What John Wesley would call Christian conferencing. It's like Christian community, but in a way where we're praying for each other. When we're sharing, like, I'm struggling with this. I'm feeling like I'm not walking with Christ in this area. I'm not bearing Spiritual fruit, can you pray for me? It's powerful. Hold it fast. The second part, patient endurance, which is an active emphasis, but also an emphasis on a long period of time, one where we're letting God's grace work within us. Eugene Peterson, a famous writer who wrote uh, the, the, the message translation of the Bible, says it's a long obedience in the same direction. Obedience over a long period of time. Doing the right things that open us to God's grace, but at a slow pace, letting spiritual growth happen within us, not trying to force it, not trying to go quickly through it. It doesn't, just doesn't happen that way. So last week I talked to you about these two apple trees that I planted in my backyard, and I'll give you this uh, example. To have patience with my newly planted apple trees is to plant them and to just hope that the weather conditions will be just such that um, they'll turn out well. You know, just put them in the ground and hope that it will rain just enough and the seasons will be just right and everything will work out just perfectly. Uh, and I think, you're, you know, I see lots of smiles and chuckles. We know that, well, that's not how you take care of a tree, right? But I think sometimes that's what we expect to happen with spiritual growth. We say, well, if we just uh, plant our butts in the pews... Spiritual growth will just happen. That I'll just grow in peace, kindness, patience, generosity, self-control. I'll be less judgmental. I'll be more compassionate. We all know that that doesn't just happen. But to have patient endurance leading to abundant fruit is to leverage the weather. Like, I, I was very grateful to get the rain last week. To leverage the weather but then commit to the slow watering process, drilling a little tiny hole in a five-gallon bucket and setting it there and waiting for it to soak in. I'll protect that, those trees. I'll have to learn how to prune them and then prune them. <laughs> and then this is maybe the most important part, friends, is then admire the process of the tree maturing. Admire the process 
and feel honored to be a part of it. A little tiny flower came out of that tree, and I was like, wow, look at that, look at that flower. That's amazing, and I'm pointing it out to the girls. Look at the little flower. Oh, look at the flower. <laughs> they love that. That's actually one of the reasons I wanted to plant the trees, is to show them and to teach them this long process of caring for something as delicate as a tree to see the maturation process. This is simple. It's simple. It's not complex. And it's slow. But it's beautiful. Just like Christ says, we are beautiful. Capable of producing an abundance of fruit. Abundance. Not just a little bit. An abundance. I can't imagine that any of us here today, let's see if I'm wrong, I can't imagine that any of us here today wouldn't love to have an abundance of patience. Right? Maybe an abundance of kindness. And I'm not just talking to your closest friends. I'm talking to like everybody. You know, that's, what, that's the model that Christ sets for us, that we continue to go deeper with Him until we can just be that presence to everyone. And I'm pretty honest with you about my own ups and downs in that journey. I hope you know. Who wouldn't want an abundance of peace? Or an abundance of joy, even now during this time? Or of love? Or of gentleness? Does anybody not want those things? What I do know is that most of us move way too fast for the spiritual, mature, the spiritual fruit to mature within us. We move way too fast. And just think back to the apple tree. We can't just expect that it's going to grow the fruit, right? Or that it's going to happen very quickly. We have to commit to doing those things over a long period of time. Spiritual fruit will mature with patient endurance, a long obedience in the same direction. There's a couple things I want to point out to you. First of all, just think about it. Do you feel these fruits when you're overwhelmed, when your schedule is full, when you're trying to learn, you know, ten different things instead of just focus on one thing? Do you feel the fruits of peace, joy, love, patience, kindness when you're just going like crazy? I mean, it, you know, sometimes it, to have fun, we have to like submit ourselves to a faster pace, Right? But if you're trying to do everything in the world, like if you're trying to let your kids do everything they want to do, or if you're trying to learn everything that's happening in the world right now and understand it and then have an opinion to share with people over coffee or whatever, do you feel these spiritual fruits? Probably not. But the challenge is that most of us move so fast, even mentally, I know not everybody can move fast physically. It's not just physical. But we move so fast even mentally that we don't have time to even know if we're experiencing these fruits at all. So do you see now how a simpler lifestyle, like scaling back our expectations for the day, can open up some space for us to move more slowly? 
Last week I said, uh, rather than, it's a good thing I have only two apple trees rather than ten. If I had ten, I would feel a lot more pressure. Like, get this water moving into the roots right now. Get down in there. (laughs) No, I mean, and, and so... So if, if we don't experience these fruits with our overcommitted, overbusy, just hurried pace, then why would we expect that more of anything is going to be the answer? You know, more stuff. Even more learning. I've had to catch myself like, maybe I should get another degree. Just kidding. <laughs> but I've thought that like, oh, I need, you know, I really want to be good at this being a pastor. Maybe I need to learn more. Like, no, I need to learn how to abide with Christ. I need to learn how to really slow back. And again, this is the hardest part is because nobody gives us examples of a slower pace. Nobody gives us an example of just tuning out the world so that we can tune in to God's voice every day. And that's the hardest part, friends, is that nobody, no one else will commit to this process for you. You have, to, you have to have the self-determination to say, I want to experience these fruits in my life. No matter how long I have to live, I want to experience them for myself, so I'm going to choose to live in a different way. So I, I try to always tell you things that I go through myself. So recently I emerged from this silent retreat that I went on. I emerged with the... Uh, Simplicity in my mind, just from actually putting my body in a space that was simple, and I emerged with three words. Simplify, slow down, and let go. Let go of expectations, let go of what other people think, let go of the results of things. Just simplify, slow down, and let go. And all those three things lead then to a time of feeling spiritually renewed. And so recently I realized that I needed to give up hockey for a season at least. I was excited to play hockey and it's been really great. But I realized that it wasn't helping my heart to be the fertile soil that was producing mature fruit. I said, well, as much as I like it, it's fun. It makes me feel good when I'm doing it. It's not really producing the outcome that I'm looking for. So I'm going to take a break from it and just kind of go from there. That's my example. I wonder what's a way that you could slow down the pace of your life? Maybe just slow down the pace of your mind. To move more from uh, just waiting, just sitting on the bus, like I said on the bus, just sitting there waiting for time to pass, waiting for other people to make changes that will improve your life, waiting to having... A patient endurance while you hold fast to Jesus. Is there some change that you can make in your life that could make God's grace more uh, accessible to you? So here's a couple encouragements as I uh, close up for today. First of all, start small. Don't try and go from doing all the things to nothing because then you'll give up like immediately. Start small. And this is probably the most important thing is start with yourself. Start with yourself. You can't get anybody else to do anything else. We can't even get ourselves to make a change, really, if we think about it. So start small. Start with yourself. Here's a couple of ideas. Uh, Try just enjoying your cup of coffee 
without grabbing for your phone, without turning on the TV, maybe without turning on the light. Just sit and drink the coffee and say, Lord, help me to see you today to experience your presence. Help me to know what you would have me do with this day today. Maybe even just set your devotional down for a little while. Maybe call a friend rather than send a text or email. Call and say, I'm just calling to talk. What, how are you today? You know, Tell me about your day. Schedule a time. I know for parents especially, you, you probably have to do this. Schedule a time when you can just rest. You might have to put it right into your calendar and talk to your spouse or, 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 or ask somebody else for help so that you can say, uh, maybe just one time this month, I'm just going to sit for three hours and do whatever I feel like in that moment. Not work, not work on projects, not text, not send emails, whatever. Just sit and rest. Maybe you fall asleep. It's okay. Maybe that's what you need. So schedule a time. Abide with Christ and let Him grow spiritual fruit in you. And this is one that I think would be powerful for our congregation. This is my last suggestion. Commit a night, like one, one night a month or maybe per week even, to get together with uh, people in your church family. Maybe to try and get to know people that you don't know uh, from either Wednesday night or from here. Like, let's just make this a priority, a way that we can develop this spiritual fruit together. It's just like to share a meal together. To say, what's God doing in your life? Which I know is crazy thinking that right now. Like, people don't actually want to get together, especially with people they don't already know, because the pandemic has kind of conditioned us to be afraid to be vulnerable. And I'm telling you, that would be a powerful one. Whatever it is, I pray that Christ would grant you clarity to see the small steps that you can take towards simplicity, first of all, then towards slowing, without guilt or shame of saying, I, I should be doing this or I shouldn't, should be doing that, without guilt or shame, but instead with wonder for the process of growth and love for Christ. And I also pray that I... And we could uh, be an encouragement to one another. To, that we could together hold to the Word fast within our hearts with patient endurance. Amen. I'd like us to take just a...